Welcome to the Ethos Forum podcast. I'm your host, Mark Douglas. I'm talking with Professor Sally MacArthur from Swinburne University of Technology. We pick up our conversation while discussing measures of research output. You mentioned this idea of the measures that you were looking at. You said we're not looking at publications so much. But performance measurement in research is a minefield. Sometimes these measures are a flawed proxy for what we really want our students to care about. What is it that you want your students to care about? I want them to care about how their research is going to be used. I want them to worry about what the scalability is. So in my CSIRO program, we have three things that we're after. We're after scalability of the things that we're making, we're after reproducibility of the things we're making, and we're up to systems that can be validated. So we're doing complex biology, we're doing complex microfluidics, but every decision we make is guided by, is this going to create a problem for reproducibility? Am I going to be able to make lots of it? And so we make a decision accordingly. And so it's not esoterica that I can make it in my lab, but nobody else will be able to make it. It will be easy enough for us to put that together and we can see how other people will be able to make it in future. So will it create an impact? that's having a a legacy yeah and i think that's the key thing is setting out with a goal for impact changes the way you approach the research so even if you're doing very fundamental research if your goal is impact and your goal is how will it translate what will it actually feed into and it might be 20 years time that's fine but that you're understanding that pipeline So that when, as a PhD student, you're two years into your PhD and you're far enough in to know that you don't know much and you're far enough from the end to go that you don't think you're ever going to get there, (laughs) you've got some motivation of, I can see where this fits into a bigger picture. You know, I don't want any student who works with me to feel as though they're being hidden under the stairs like Harry Potter and not allowed to come out. You know, come out when you've solved the problems of the world. I want them to be part of the community. I want them to know where they fit in that community. And more importantly, I want them to know that the skills that they're building are transferable. So that leads me to the question about this nexus between applied research and fundamental research. I mean, does this unwavering focus on knowing where our research is going to be applied actually challenge the notion of fundamental research? And how do you bring these two notions together, or do you? They have to be together, because you can't do applied research without knowing the fundamentals. Mm. And the more applied research you do, the more you work out you don't know. (laughs) You don't know the answer to, and so you have to take steps back and look at fundamentals. Yes. It's really shaky. So do you believe the lessons that you have learned in bringing specific disciplines together in your lab can be generalized across other disciplines? I know it can, because we saw that when we were working in the innovation precinct, when I was leading that. We saw how having a conversation with a team of people who were working in one area, and when you gave an astrophysicist the opportunity to come in and coach that team, and just be there to listen and ask questions, and to challenge their dogma, Mm -hmm. you got into a completely different set of conversations. Mm -hmm. And then they could take, that astrophysicist could take that away and use that in their own group 
to prompt different ways of thinking as that well. Does, that does require a certain amount of open-mindedness that we don't often see in it. I think we do see it. We don't highlight it enough. Right. I think there are people who see that and it's the permission to be open, mm. not to be, I don't know how that works. Mm. Maybe I could ask. Mm. There's always going to be people who are like, no, I'm this person, this is what I do. Mm. But for those of us who are like me, who are nosy, Mm. and get excitement out of thinking about how could that fit together with this? Or how could I think about this differently? Or maybe that skill could come in here and be useful here. So if a university has a, a strategy to bring disciplines together, they should be looking at the people behind the disciplines and seeking those people who have that open-mindedness to come together and share their research questions with other disciplines and to begin to start an ecosystem of people with the predisposition, with the attitude to want to share and work across. And the ones, there's another piece, and, and we're all really selfish, we want to get value out of what we do. So depending on where you are in your career, personality and need need will trump every single time so if you perceive that there is value to you partnering with somebody to find new ways of applying your work because you're junior or you're looking for new opportunities to develop that's actually when you see it when you're the world leading expert in one thing there is very little to be gained by multidisciplinary research if you're already leading and you've got enough work on unless you have a spirit of generosity that says now, from this time on, I'm prepared to do something different. And you see that every time in some of the most successful entrepreneurial researchers in America. Really? They're people who have looked at it and going, I'm at the top of the tree over here, a bit bored. Mm. Right, what else can I get my hands off? So maybe that's, that's an opportunity. They, yeah, that's totally the opportunity. And I think they're the times where people have freedom. Mm. You know, I view as a full prof in a university system, yes, I've got to keep up with the Joneses and and the Daves and all the rest of all the boys, Mm. but I do have the freedom to say, let's try that. And if I can't bring other people with me to do that, then I've missed a trick as well because I should be able to, as you said, be generous, Mm. but I don't view it as generous. I view it as energising. Watching somebody else succeed and do something they didn't think they could do. Even if it's just breaking down their research into what are the different opportunity buckets I could be thinking about. Which ones sound exciting versus which ones sound just draining. And enabling other people to succeed really does lie at the heart of research leadership. It should, it's leadership, it's not management. Mm -hmm. And I think The other side of that is if you can't think about what success looks like for different people, I need them to find their way. So you have to be aware of the different preferences of individuals and get the most out of them. Absolutely. Is that we're harking back to having people that are good at translating research and those that should be in the fundamental side? Yeah, but it doesn't mean, again, it's back to discipline boxes. Just because you have a preference doesn't mean you can't do something else. And that's where I get into this whole thing of, well, no, I'm this sort of engineer, and I'm like, that's so boring. (laughs) Because, you know, 
I know virtually nothing about civil engineering, but at the heart of all the civil engineering is a lot of materials engineering. I'm a materials engineer. Mm. That sounds cool. Mm. How are we going to do concrete in this way that's light and this and that and mm. pourable? Mm. Oh, I know about that sort of stuff. I know about the colloids and surface science. I should be able to have that conversation and ask those questions. So, and it'll be interesting. So it's an exciting world when you start to break down those barriers and move beyond the confines of the oh, disciplines. Oh, there is no such... Yeah, that's the whole thing. And within disciplines, what people call a discipline is, you know, mm. we can break it up in 70 different ways and it's more about saying it's a clique mm. and I'm not interested in that. I'm just interested in what people feel and can demonstrate will add value and how you term value is is quite variable. Sally, right at the beginning of this conversation, you said it was relationships that turn you on. Clearly, it's relationships that excite you and building those relationships across discipline and having impact lies at the heart of what you get out of your research. Thank you very much for being part of the Ethos Forum. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Mm -hmm.